2: yo what's going on everybody this is bgn radio episode number 279 our new format here where we're gonna have two podcasts per week one to recap the previous game and one to look forward to the next one so this is part two of that new arrangement anyway this is- Again, BJN Radio, episode number 279. With me, as always, is Brandon Lee Galton of com. I am Jimmy Kamsky from PhillyVoice.com. Brandon, Eagles, Cardinals, out in uh, Glendale, Arizona. Should be a fun one, I think. How you doing, buddy?
1: It's been forever since I've talked to you, Jimmy. That being one day, it's, a, it's an interesting <laughs> feeling. I have to talk to you more often. I guess that's a good thing. Um, doing well, Jimmy, it's a, it's a big, you know, the best thing about the Eagles being four and O is as Miles Sanders said, it's that, they they can go five and O and in order to
2: do that, they'll have to be the Cardinals. Um, (laughs) yeah. The Cardinals were seven and O last year. They were the Eagles of well, they were last year's Eagles. Basically. Do you remember who they lost to? Was it the Packers? Yeah. And do you remember? Boom! Ha- look at that. Remember how they lost
1: too? Like the final play of the game, basically.
2: Mm, I don't know.
1: It was that play where Kyler threw to AJ Green, and AJ Green like either the ball bounced off his hands or I didn't know like the ball was coming to him, and Russell Douglas got it and sealed it off for the Packers. Oh, I do remember. Uh, anyway, we get into our Eagles preview here today. Before we do, BGN Radio brought to you by Righteous Felon Craft Jerky. If you missed the BGN twenty uh, through the end of September, I'm sorry. But I gave you plenty of warning, but now you still get a this good discount, not as good as BGN 20, but it's BGN 15 for 15% off your order at RighteousFelon.com. Go check it out today. Jimmy, it's weird. Usually, you know, we start this podcast with some, uh, you know, a look back, but we already did that. So what do we do? I don't know what to do. You tell me what to do.
2: Wow. We look ahead. Well, let's get to the news first because the Eagles just—we're recording this on Wednesday evening. The Eagles just released their first injury report of the week, and uh, I think the biggest news on that is the player that was was, had full participation, which was Darius Slay, who only played three snaps. Uh, I I think it was only three anyway against the Jaguars. Missed the rest of the game. Um, So you know, you miss the entirety of a game. You figure they're not going to be players, not going to be full practice the, the following Wednesday, but he was. So he's almost certainly going to be a go on Sunday. Uh, the other biggest name uh, on the injury report, of course, is Jordan Milata, who was out with a shoulder injury. He did not participate at all. Um, Andre Dillard had his 21-day window for return from IR activated on Wednesday morning. Uh, he injured his forearm originally September 1st. So he's right on schedule in terms of, you know, possibly coming back. It was a four to six week injury. So we're right around five weeks on him as we explained, I believe on the last podcast. Um, so we'll see if he can go, uh, at some point, I guess you don't have to list those guys on the injury report because he didn't, they're not on the roster here on the injury report. I guess if he's on IR, then, uh, you don't have to put him on there. Avante Maddox didn't practice. Jake Elliott didn't practice. Of course they signed. Cameron Dicker Dicker, uh, to the practice squad Uh, rookie uh, Cameron Dicker from Texas uh, had a cup of coffee in training camp with the Rams originally they cut him in mid August and then the Ravens brought him in for their final preseason game I guess they just didn't want to have Justin Tucker play in that game so they signed so they signed him he played in that game and then they cut him the next day uh, Patrick Johnson and Kyron Johnson, the Johnson boys, uh, both out with concussions. That's kind of yeah. interesting too. Neither of those guys practiced, so if both of those guys can't go, um, which I they one of them one of the other should probably be good to go for Sunday. But one of them can't go. They yeah. don't have a backup Sam linebacker, so it'll be interesting to see. They need to kind of pay attention a little bit to that uh, as the week progresses. Isaac Sayamala limited, Boston Scott limited. And again, like we said, Darius Slay was a full go. So I think all all things considered, um, you know, heading out of that uh, Jaguars game on Sunday, they had a lot of guys hurt. But I think for the most part, you'd probably sign up for what this injury report revealed on Wednesday. Yeah, I mean, I think you know, the Malata and the Maddox ones
1: are pretty pretty big, and Elliot, Jake Elliot, obviously as well. Um, uh huh. Sure. From my read, Nick Sirianni didn't seem super optimistic about Dillard. I would say more bearish than bullish because he mentioned that it's not just about coming back from the injury in terms of healing up, but also the conditioning aspect of things too. So to me, I mean, mm-hmm. I, it could be gamesmanship, I could be reading it wrong, but to me, it seemed like he was kind of you know tempering expectations there a little bit for Andre Dillard and not just being like, okay, we activated his practice window, so now he's back and he's definitely ready to play. Um, so
2: that's weird about that though. Like it's a, it's an upper body, Mm. it's a forearm injury. So he theoretically still be able to run around or, and whatever, you know, kind of keeping quote unquote football shape that way. But, uh, I mean, I don't think he would have volunteered that if there weren't truth to it.
1: Right. Um, you know, a little strength training too and everything here. Um, sure. uh, So real quick, a peek at the Cardinals injury reports that just came out, um, they're missing some interesting players uh marquise brown didn't practice on wednesday their leading receiver obviously uh rodney hudson knee injury didn't practice um i'm looking their, their kicker mm-hmm. might be out matt prater has a, a hip injury so it might be the battle of backup kickers
2: oh wow they it have had a Justin lot of guys Q, who didn't practice. Uh,
1: formerly of the giants and a council rock south uh, mm-hmm. alumnus i believe shout out to bucks county uh left guard he didn't they're starting left guard he
2: didn't practice um, Nick Calvin Beacham is their starting right tackle. I okay. see him on the well, list He, he was practice. rest. I was
1: just going with the guys who like weren't rest. Oh, all oh, right, there yeah, it is. Actual, You're right. You're just, right. Yeah, like, he's old, have uh, <laughs> he's old, <laughs> have have injuries.
2: He's 33. And
1: uh, you know, you know, then some guys are limited to like Zavin Collins, AJ Green, DJ Humphreys, um, JJ Watt. I'm guessing you know, decent chance they play, but the point is they're pretty banged up too. So it's not just the Eagles. Uh, I feel like we should probably mention that. Um, Also, really quickly, you mentioned the same linebacker position. How about the Eagles having the third straight (laughs) NFC defensive player of the week? First time since the 2000 bucks. Hassan Reddick, obviously well-deserved. It was clear to me in that moment that he sealed the game. Like, oh, he's going to win that award. Because, you know, two forced fumbles, game-sealing play. It's pretty high-profile stuff. So that's pretty crazy. And they've had a, a player of the week every single week because Zach McPherson obviously won Although somewhat generously yeah, right. probably won. Uh not that it was like a bad play, <laughs> but it's just like, you know, it was not it was not. Hey, a he bad an week kick, a... he like... actually had a nice <laughs> tackle in that game, too. He had a nice special teams tackle. But and then they also had the September NFC offensive player of the month in Jalen Hurts. So really just racking up mm-hmm. the words here, typically a good thing. Um that's all the the table setting, I guess, at the top. Uh we should probably get into who the Arizona Cardinals are Jimmy you wrote a little synopsis here
2: yeah i mean they were sort of like the bad vibes team of the off season first of all they're coming off that i like i said they started 7 and 0 and then they went 4 and 6 down the stretch during the, the you know the back end of the regular season and then in the playoffs they just got their asses handed to them by the rams i think Kyler Murray like refused yeah. to finish that game. <laughs> Colt, Colt McCoy had to go in for him, and I think Colt, the, the story was like Colt McCoy was like, "Dude, you gotta go. Right. You gotta finish out the game." And he was just like, "No,
3: I don't want to finish out the game. We lost it. I'm sad, and I don't That's want to play quote. anymore."
2: So he didn't play. <laughs> so he didn't finish the game. He wasn't hurt. He just didn't finish the game, which is weak. I mean, you look at you look at that. It's like a team, like. Everyone else is yeah. going back out on the field, but the quarterback isn't going back on the field. That is garbage. So, season ends. Uh, his agent, uh, Eric Burkhart, is on Twitter, like negotiating his contract through the media, saying uh, that the Cardinals were garbage before Kyler Murray got there. He gets there now. They're the, like a legit team. And, uh, you know, they're threatening that it's, you know, not to play this season. He finally gets his contract done. And. Homework clause is included <laughs> and they kind of become like the laughing stock of the NFL for a week or so. Cause they have the homework clause in there. Everyone's laughing at it. And then they take the homework clause off <laughs> and like it just re recycles the, uh, the laughing at them, uh, thing again. You know, DeAndre Hopkins yeah. gets suspended. They lose Chandler Jones and free agency and they just kind of came into the season with, I mean, the Eagles came into the season with. All the good vibes, and uh, this Cardinals team came into the season with the bad vibes. They're two and two, which doesn't look terrible on paper in the standings, but it's been ugly football by them, uh, for over the course of those four games, particularly like early in the first half of games. They've been horrendous. They had sort of a, um, uh, like a miracle win. Uh, I think it was week two uh, over the Las Vegas Raiders they did not look good last week against the Panthers before finally pulling away against that trash team and uh you know the the Eagles are five and a half point favorites uh on the road here in our, you know in our, in arizona this week, which uh is sort of telling on on you know what what sort of odds makers think of this of this roster as a whole, but it is sort of a team that is on their way down. Uh, and they were never really that far up. They were, you know, a team that, that you expected to kind of make the playoffs and maybe not do a lot of damage in the playoffs when they got there, but they're on their way down from whatever whatever you thought of them in terms of being a maybe good team they're probably no, not i that think anymore. kyler
1: murray is a totally different quarterback not that i even think he's great with deandre Hopkins, but without him like pass like don't mm-hmm. nope not interested in that guy as my starting quarterback Hopkins yeah. is that big of a difference maker for them so the fact that he's not here is it's huge um i will say about the cardinals uh the thing that makes me a little bit nervous about them is are things that aren't necessarily related to the current team as much as just like the Eagles don't have success typically going out to Arizona. Um they're 0 and five in their last five trips out there. Yeah, they've oh, not won right. there since okay. two thousand and one. And that obviously includes the NFC championship game mm. loss. Um there's a loss to Kevin Cobb in there. There's a loss to um
2: There's a home loss to John really Skelton. Well that was in yeah, there. that
1: was in Philly, but yes. <laughs>
2: They're like they're like fifteen or sixteen point favorites or something crazy like that, and they lost. I also remember scum. too they
1: lost in twenty twelve when it was like the last gasp, like and it was like if the Eagles are going to do anything this season, and Andy Reid's you know pivotal like do or die kind of season here, like they have to beat the Cardinals, and then mm-hmm. it just got destroyed. Um, the was that the Cobb game? No, that was in Philly too. No, okay, it was like a rainy day. I think uh, the Cardinals, Jimmy, have so to recap their schedule too. All right, so they get blown out by the Chiefs in Arizona at home, Week One. The Chiefs are tough, so it's not like the end of the world, but still not good. Then sure. they need a twenty point comeback. What twenty to down twenty to zero to the Raiders, um, who the Raiders who started as the only zero three team in the league to beat them. Uh, then they mm-hmm. go out and lose to the Rams, and we're like not really in that game ever. Seriously, like the Rams controlled mm-hmm. that game, and the Rams have not looked good by the way, and. Mm-hmm. Then right. they, yeah, they they have this like kind of eh win against the Panthers, who are just total garbage as well. So clearly, have not.
2: Panthers were favored in that game, oddly. <laughs> right? but were they?
1: I, I or was it? Or was so. a very small line. I Might have been a, like a, a minus one or something somewhere, but uh, the Cardinals yeah, have. Okay. Where they're weak is their defense. They have the worst ranked defense in the NFL by Pro Football Focus. They rank 29th in defensive DVOA. They've allowed the eighth most offensive points through four games, uh, and they're specifically weaker against the pass than the run. So we'll get into the matchups and stuff. But I feel like this is like a a, a big another yeah. big kind of Jalen Hurts and wide receivers week. I think they're going to be able to to have success. Uh, this, this Cardinals defense is it's not good.
2: Yeah, so I mean, why don't we just hop right into the matchups then? Um we'll do I guess Eagles offense against Cardinals defense first. Um we mentioned the the injuries right up front. Jordan Milata, of course, not not practicing on Wednesday. Isaac Samala limited. If there is a, a game where you can kind of feel okay about you never feel okay really about missing two O line starters, but if it's gonna happen, this is the team <laughs> to to do that against because they have no pass rush. They have four sacks in the season. They have J.J. Watt. Four sacks in four games. Four four sacks in four games. You just had what, nine the other week? They had five in a (laughs) 13-play span against the Commanders. Five sacks in 13 plays, not including punts. Um, So (laughs) the Cardinals have four on the season. J.J. Watt has, has one or two. Uh, exactly Gardeck honest. has one. one and who cares? Doesn't doesn't yeah, Zach. And then and then they have Marcus Golden, who has had good seasons in the past. But like I said at, at the top of the show, they they lost Chandler Jones uh, in free agency this offseason. He's not lighting it up either, but still, he was a great player for the Cardinals for a long time, and they haven't replaced his productivity. So yeah, like I said, if there's a if there's a game where you feel okay about not have, being full strength on your own line. This is the team. Like you, you, you don't want to be heading into Week Six uh, against the Cowboys uh, with with uh, you know a, a, a not full strength along your offensive line. So I would say if Jordan Mailata is you know questionable even, even keep him out. You know yeah. just like play the safe game, keep him out, and uh, have to make sure he's good to go for for Week Six against Dallas uh, because again they they really struggle getting to the quarterback, and it's not just sacks either. Like their quarterback hit numbers are really low as well. So they're just not getting anywhere near the quarterback. And then on the back end, they they have like some talent. Mm-hmm. Like Byron Murphy is is a decent corner. Buddha Baker is a good safety, of course. But those guys are just having to cover too long, and they're getting shredded on the back yeah. end. The four sacks is so weak. <laughs> it's, just, it's so bad. I was looking at the sacks numbers, and I was like, <laughs> oh, man, that's pathetic.
1: Um, next closest team is the Raiders. They have 1.3 per game, so whatever the math is on
2: that. Yeah, I mean, like, the Eagles had 29 last year, and they had the, select, the second lowest total in the NFL, but that's still almost two yeah. sacks per game. Um, and the Cardinals are averaging exactly right. one.
1: And that's tough. Uh, J- again, J.J. Watts banged up, too. He just, what was he, he was playing despite, like, having some kind of, like, heart thing going on last week. Like, there's, like, weird stuff going on with that. Uh, heart, heart pre- Like, a heart procedure. <laughs> like, uh, okay. Um, yeah. So
2: yeah, and now and he's just, on their injury report with what? What was it? With like a toe uh, or here, something? but
1: still calf. Calf.
2: <laughs> calf, calf, So he's on the injury report, not for heart, but for his, his, heart's calf. In his calf. <laughs> like the NFL's, the NFL is so messed up sometimes.
1: Um, looking at their defensive depth chart, you mentioned some of the names there, but like I don't know. David Collins, people were hyped about him. Has he been really any good? Um, Isaiah Simmons, people thought he was going to be, you know, revolutionary more like a tweener who doesn't probably give you much of anything too great um so yeah i mean you know some recognizable names but clearly just haven't been a good unit this year and again especially against the pass so i would expect the eagles to have a big game and bounce back there because uh they weren't able to really do that in the rain and i don't think that was a sign of the passing game falling apart as much as just, just was the conditions and coinciding with and related to hurts having his not best game of the year. Um, so I, I expect the mm-hmm. passing game to bounce back here. Um, yeah, anything else on that side of the ball?
2: Yeah, so the one thing that I sort of noticed about their secondary in particular was they don't have a single guy among their like their their top three corners and their starting safeties. So their top three corners are Byron Murphy, Marco Wilson, Chase Whitaker, and then their two safeties are Buda Baker and Jalen Thompson. None of them are six foot, <laughs> so like they're all either five eleven or or shorter. So and they're all also like none of them weigh over two hundred pounds either. <laughs> so to me, kind of sure. feels like an AJ Brown game where he can just kind of body these guys up and uh, win contested catches all day. Uh, so yeah, I, I would look for a big day out of AJ Brown against these sort of shrimpy guys in their secondary.
1: Uh, flipping it around to the other side of the ball, uh, Cardinals offense has been okay. They rank. Uh, 14th in points per game, offensive points per game with 20.3. Uh, Kyler Murray has a 85.2 passer rating. I've never really been the biggest Kyler guy, but again, he's at his best when he has the Hopkins. I mean, we saw that when the Eagles played the Cardinals uh, late in 2020, a game that the Eagles almost won. Um, but, uh, I mean, I think Kyler is a little bit of a – I mean, he's threatening. He's a threatening guy because he, he's, he's – Yeah, his his mobility, like he can make big plays, uh, especially out of structure. So, you know, defense can do everything right. And he can just make a play. he can go off for a long run. So that's dangerous. And that's something that is kind of like a wild card um, to account for. But on the whole, I think he's kind of erratic and just not very inspiring uh, without DeAndre Hopkins. So, um, you know, you look at the rest of this Cardinals offense here uh, I just mentioned they might have some issues up front which they've been their offensive line has been solid so far and to pass protection um but if it's going to be banged up and you know you're left at what at receiver also Hollywood Brown who's banged up here um you have like over the hill AJ Green um to some guy named Zach Ertz um which uh with all due respect to Zach Ertz he's like averaging 8.1 yards per carrier or sorry yards per reception this year and that's like under his mm-hmm. career average of 10. So it's not like, you know, he's having a career year uh, in his older years by any means. He's found the end zone twice. He's certainly a player who is capable of moving the chains against the Eagles, as we've seen him do many a time in Philly. Um, Rondell Moore is a nice player in the slot. That'll be something to watch there with Josiah Scott probably um, up against him. That's another thing I would kind of keep an eye out for. But on the whole, um, I feel like the biggest threat here is just Kyler's playmaking
2: ability. So um I saw a great tweet from Jordan Reed of uh ESPN. He's one of their not draft. The, guys. Uh
1: former uh Washington <laughs> tight end.
2: No, that was uh Wasn't his name Jordan Reed What's too or name?
1: no? Yeah, it was Jordan Reed. Oh yeah. Yeah. Unfortunately he spells
2: it This guy spells it R E I D, not R E E D. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Anyway, uh he's a draft guy for ESPN. He wrote and then, you'll never be able to unsee this, uh, as Jordan Reed says in his tweet. But he says, one of the greatest scouting report one-liners ever about Murray, quote, he runs like a toddler that just stole their parents' phone. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> he's like a little waddle to and him when he runs. runs.
1: It's like a scamper.
2: <laughs> and also, he's just so frenetic the way he's like he mm-hmm. runs around and he like run backwards and he'll run left, right, all over the place. Uh, <laughs> so I thought that was a very funny tweet um you mentioned yeah, he runs
1: kind of like upright a two feel like you know i think that's what that's kind of capturing there you know like a little kid yeah. not like you know like leaning into the run and like holding your momentum forward but like like standing still yeah, you'll, like,
2: you'll never you'll never think of anything else when you watch him run from now on <laughs> um so yeah i mean that that came up in in uh, jonathan gannon's press conference on tuesday i think it was zach uh vermin asked him about his his running style or not just running style but like keeping plays alive and making plays off schedule and Kyle Murray even complained <laughs> about his own receivers i think it was a week ago after their loss to their week 3 loss they, to the rams. the rams he was like um and he, the the receivers have to stay awake and basically like uh make sure that they keep trying to run around and, and get open because he can extend plays and he'll run around and he needs his receivers to kind of stay alive for him. And the same is true of any secondary that faces him. Like you can't just give up on any play at any time. You can't have a mental clock. You have to just keep running with plaster your receiver and like through the whistle because you don't know what is going to be happening (laughs) like in the backfield with him running around. So I think that's a big part of what the Eagles defensive game plan will be. And uh, the other thing, too, to note is I think a quarterback like Kyler Murray or Russell Wilson or whatever, those guys tire out defensive linemen because you're chasing that guy all over the place. And, you know, you can kind of expend all your energy on one play and then bang, next play, like you're back up at the line and you're exhausted. I think where the Eagles have an event, not maybe not an advantage, but. Uh, less of a disadvantage is that they're so deep uh, along their defensive line where that probably won't be an issue where they can kind of keep getting guys in and out of this game uh, and stay fresh throughout. And they've done a good, by the way, that's sort of been an underrated thing about Jonathan Gannon as a whole this season is that they have gotten guys in and out of the rotation uh, like crazy. And guys like Fletcher Cox and Brandon Graham uh, have played, A much lower percentage of snaps than they're probably accustomed to, but they they, but it's been working. Like those guys seem fresh, and they're playing hard on the snaps that they play. Uh, Not that that was ever an issue with Brandon Graham, but maybe a little bit with Fletcher Cox. But those those guys are are getting plenty of rest, and I think it's been very good for for their productivity. And the guy and you know all the guys that that have that are playing in place of them when they when they have gotten in the game have played well as well. So yeah, I I think uh, a big part of the game plan is just making sure that. The, the guys on the back end, even the linebackers, too, just never give up on a play until they're absolutely certain it's over.
1: Yeah, I would say, you know, um, I mean, the, their biggest running threat is Kyler, right? If you're not scared of James Conner, he's averaging 3.2 yards mm-hmm. per. 3.2, his, yeah. yeah. If Eno Benjamin, who's averaging 5 on a smaller sample with just 22 carries there. And then Darrell Williams is actually at 6.5, but he's only taking 13. Yeah. Um, so yeah, you're not really like scared uh, of their running game. I would say outside of what what Kyler is able to do and and make plays like that, um, anyone else on offense at all,
2: I guess that scares you. I mean, nothing nothing would scare me on this. I mean, with D Hop out, they yeah. just don't have that much. I'll say this about their offensive line: it's mm-hmm. very old, <laughs> like, and that's yeah, not so necessarily a bad thing. So from left to right, it's D. Yeah, exactly. So it's D J Humphreys twenty eight. Justin Pugh is 32, Rodney Hudson's 33, Will Hernandez, 27, Kelvin Beacham is 33. So it's an average age of 30.6 years old. They have a combined 533 mm. career snaps. I mean oh, snaps, uh starts. 533, oh, wow. not even games, starts. So like by comparison, I wanna why don't you give me a guess on how many career starts the eagles starting um, like five has 420 Three, nine, 371 mm, okay so, so the cardinals have you know basically like 160 ish more starts along their offensive line than the and the eagles have like a, a they have a veteran offensive line for the most part i mean landon dickerson's young jordan my relatively young or at mm-hmm. least that's a relatively low number of starts like 30.6 years old, that team is screwed in the future because they don't, they have nothing in the old line pipeline coming up behind all these guys. And they're going to have to rebuild that line, you know, all sort of all at one time. And for now it's fine. Like those guys, it's a perfectly competent offensive line. Rodney Hudson has been to three Pro Bowls. He was the second team all pro in 2019 DJ Humphries made the Pro Bowl in 2021. So they'll be fine this year, probably. Uh, and certainly early in the year, they'll probably be fine. But that they're they're in big trouble in the future. It's a totally competent, it's probably the the best offensive line that the Eagles will face so far this season. It's not a great offensive line. Uh it's, you know, probably a little better than average, but um, but it's 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 an old but competent line. And again, we'll
1: see too how healthy it is with some of these guys on the injury report. Um exactly. And, uh, yeah. Yeah. Zooming out a little bit, last thing we'll talk about before we take a break the coaching matchup. Uh, I already talked about how Vance Joseph, who, you know, a lot, a lot mm-hmm. of respect for him in the past, but his defense clearly hasn't been good. Their offensive coordinator is also their head coach, Cliff Kingsbury. I've never been a Cliff <laughs> guy either. Yeah. Um, so really never been a Cardinals guy. Never was like huge in the Kyler, never was huge in the Cliff, so not my favorite pairing for sure. And I feel like I've seen some models, some analytical models that say like Cliff is actually more aggressive than he gets credit for. So I think that's kind of interesting because anecdotally, whenever I watch the Cardinals in a big spot, he like he's a coward because he comes to the McVay tree of just being a total yeah. coward and like kicking a field goal or punting or whatever. So, um, absolutely, you know, give me Nick Sturiani over him when it comes to like giving the team an edge and being aggressive like that. Like Cliff Kingsbury does not scare me at all.
2: They've barely thrown down the field. Yeah, their uh, yards per reception numbers are so low. So like I just
1: said like Ertz is at eight point one. Hollywood Brown's at, like eleven point something. Uh, he's the leader on their
2: team with eleven point yeah. something. That's but that's like a tight end number. That's pathetic. <laughs> Dallas Goddard is averaging 12 yards per target. Right. Forget completion. <laughs> like uh, Devontae Smith's averaging 9.9 9 per target. A.J. Brown, 10 point something per, again, per target, not per reception. So they just haven't really thrown the ball down the field all that much. And then what do we say, Kyler? Was, I have I have it here. Uh, 8.8 uh, 8 per completion. 8.8 hmm. <laughs> 8 per completion. It's like running back numbers. And 5.7 yeah. per pass attempt. Really that deep. is same terrible. territory. So they have not pushed the ball down the field this year. And maybe they can't because, again, like you mentioned a couple of times, it's just not the same offense without D-Hop. Yeah.
1: I mean, it's Hollywood Brown is the speedster, but he's not even like healthy. And it's, it's one guy. It's one guy who they're like, okay, we'll take him away. Mm-hmm. Someone else beat us. Um, all right. Why don't we take a break here, Jimmy? But not before we hear about both Righteous Felon, Craft Jerky, RighteousFelon.com. Discount code BGN for 15% off. And then Kristen Roach of Roach Realtors and roachrealtors.com.
2: Yes, you can find her at 856-906-9295 if you are looking to buy or sell your home. Brandon? Back after this.
0: Vacations can be tricky. You already know how to book flights and hotels, but now the only thing you're missing is
3: Trust Atlassian Software for everything from space exploration and green energy to delivering pizzas and podcasts. Whether you're a team of two, 200, or two million, or whether your team is around the corner or on another continent altogether, Atlassian Software is built to help keep you all on the same page from start to finish. That way, every one of your teams from engineering and IT, to marketing, HR and legal, can stay connected and move together as one towards shared company-wide goals. Learn how to unleash the potential of your team at Atlassian.com. That's A-T-L-A-S-S-I-A-N.com. Atlassian.
1: Back here on B g and radio jimmy i might be going to the big apple on friday night new york city yeah oh yeah okay um uh, i don't want to say why because i want to keep it shrouded in mystery no um i don't know if it's uh i think i think it's okay to say uh jason lipschitz who works for billboard you're familiar with billboard you know like the music magazine um, uh-huh Hooked me up with a little uh, coheating Cambria, which is the band that's in my like Twitter uh, background thing, uh, who I've seen many a time before. They're doing like a little Q and A uh, and acoustic show, so I'm going to try to head to New York on Friday night. Uh, so if anyone in the Big Apple wants to give me, you know, a little food recommendation, wouldn't mind that. I have some things in mind, but uh, I think I'm going to try to go down get a dinner somewhere. Obviously, I'm a big pizza guy, so uh, throw me a recommendation.
2: Do you have a recommendation for me, Jimmy? If, there were, if this were like 12 years ago, I'd have tons of recommendations for you, but I nice. just haven't been there a long time. Yeah, I don't think I've been there. Worked in, work, worked in Manhattan for a long time. That's right. You were, you were a big uh, – you were a stock,
1: my no, former life. stock guy, right? <laughs> sales guy.
2: No. I mean I had many sales jobs and one of them was uh, investment research. I saw mm. investment research. So, yeah, I am familiar with the Wall Street world, but it wasn't like trading stocks or anything like that. Do you regret leaving? No.
1: I don't know. It sounds pretty interesting. Um, No. Jimmy, (laughs) it's time to get into our picks of the week. But before I do that, I have to mention that our DraftKings same game parlay, which is the Bleeding Green Nation special. I come up with it every week. It has not hit yet. Uh, I kind of got screwed over by the weather last week. I, I did Hurts over 300 yards passing. Obviously, that was tough. I didn't know the weather was going to be as bad as it was at the time I made the thing. Although the other th- two things hit, I think. I got Eagles money line, which hit, and I had Jalen Hurts anytime touchdown score. Obviously, passing touchdowns, not counting, but rushing, and he had that big rushing touchdown. Uh, so two of the three hit. I think we've had a couple weeks here where two of the three have hit. So we're we're getting close. If you want to participate in that, you can stay tuned to the Bleeding Green Nation Twitter account at Bleeding Green and Bleeding Green Nation Instagram account. That's at Bleeding Green Insta. So I will post those on game day morning when they go live. Uh, And every week this season, we'll be cooking up our own same game parlay that our good friends at DraftKings will put right on their homepage for all of you. That's right. You, the loyal BGN Radio listeners to follow. Uh, So stay tuned for that. Make sure you check out our social media channels. Uh, each week, DraftKings has new offers and great ways to make your Sunday more fun. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Jimmy, when it comes to our Eagles pick straight up, you and I are both 3-1 so far. The Vikings game was the only game we got mm-hmm. wrong. And I am 8-9 and nine against the spread, so not good. But it's better than your 6-11 against the spread so far <laughs> so you have some work to do uh, i'll let you go first
2: my podcast against the spread picks mm. are always way worse than my in writing spread picks i'll let it's you weird. lead it I don't off know that is. so uh, i am very much looking forward to this game it's the giants at packers in london so this is a nine thirty eastern standard time game i personally i will be in arizona for this game which means cool. this game will be on at 6.30 in the morning for me. I mean, I'm going to be waking up in my hotel, ordering, uh, room, breakfast, room service, watching this game, 6.30 in the morning. Let's go. I'm, this is like a morning guy's dream. So yeah, Giants at Packers minus 8.5. Wow. The Giants in this one. I mean, not to win, obviously, but uh, wow. I'll take the eight and a half points. Giants are trash, but. I don't know that I think that, you know, this Packers team is all that great. Um they have struggled to, you know, move the ball and score. Um defensively they've been good. And I don't see I I guess the the, the unknown here is how healthy <laughs> is Daniel Jones and is he gonna play? Which is crazy because Daniel Jones stinks, but he's he like a quarterback. I mean, they're they're screwed. They're they're really screwed without him. I guess Tyrod Taylor is That's okay as a backup. They had to play, they had to play Saquon Barkley uh, out of the Wildcat because uh, uh, Jones and Tyrod Taylor both got hurt last week against the Bears, and they still won. Uh, Saquon Barkley actually was yeah, able they to move should the defense when he was running it. Uh, <laughs> they really should probably implement that more in their offense, uh, with the way that he's playing. Like yeah. he, he's back. He's sort of like back to what he was before he's a legit player once again, but uh, yeah, 8.5 is a big number. So I'll take the big number. Why not? I'm surprised. Cause usually
1: you're pretty bearish on the giants. Uh, you, you took the bears mm-hmm. speaking of bears. You took the bears to beat the giants. I believe last week, which I, was I like, did. Nope, I took them out. Right. Yeah. Betting on Justin Fields, not doing it. Um, <laughs>
2: yeah. It's pick Packers your poison freaking, on that one.
1: Like oh, we had to go to overtime to beat Bailey Zappy. Or Bailey Zapp, whatever his name is. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. I'll take the Giants yeah. too. The Giants defense has been okay. So I think they can hang in. Yeah, I don't think they're going to win. Um, I will say, in terms of rooting interest, we'll both do our rooting interest guides. Like, uh, yeah, Giants win is
2: fine. I think it's better if the Giants like, win. Yeah, like, who cares if they uh, win? It doesn't
1: matter. The losses are going to come. They, they still have to play some tougher teams coming up. They're, the losses will come for them. Uh and as I put it to RJ on the NFC East mixtape, which you can all listen to this week, um, the Packers are a bigger threat to the Eagles winning the one seed than I than the Giants are to like the Eagles winning the East or any doing any kind of damage to them. So yeah. Uh I'll I'll stick with that too. I just I can't feel good about the Packers right now. Another team I can't feel good about. <laughs> well, good for the Eagles, but bad about their outlook.
2: New Orleans Saints. Hold on, one 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 yeah, real quick got. thing on the Packers because you mentioned because you mentioned the rooting guide, and I th- you're dead on. Like I think it's better if the Giants win this game because the Eagles have higher aspirations. I think right. at this point, than ju- certainly they got to hold off the Cowboys, but they have higher aspirations than just the NFC East. And I thought it was interesting. Five thirty eight dot com, you know they have the Eagles at ninety four percent likely to make the playoffs, which no surprise there. But they also have them as forty five percent to get a first round buy. Crazy. And then the Packers are the next closest team at 14. It's a huge gap between, you know, the Eagles and the next likely team to get a first round bye. So, you know, you get it. The, the Buccaneers already have two losses. You get the Packers with two losses and the Eagles, you know, some, if, if they get to five and O they have a pretty nice stronghold at that point on uh, the likelihood of earning that first round by, which obviously is huge in terms of your chances of making, and the Eagles play the, the Packers
1: still. So, you know, uh, you know, you certainly feel mm-hmm. better about that matchup than you did entering the season with the way Green Bay has struggled. But still, and in, in, in the event that the Eagles lost that game, that would be a costly tiebreaker to not have. And point here being, make that yeah. game even less meaningful potentially with a Giants win. So, all right, shift to the Saints, who right. again would be winless right now. If the Falcons had not choked in all-time fashion as they always do in Week <laughs> One, they'd be they'd be the yeah. only winless team in the NFL right now. Uh, The Saints are, that being said, and despite being banged up, the Saints are five and a half point favorites at home against the Seahawks. Give me the points here, man. Dino is like just one on-NFC an offensive player of the week. I know it's Dino Smith still, but like he's playing decently and the the, um, Seahawks do have a running game too that they can rely on. And the Saints are banged up and they're not playing good football. Their defense is solid, um, but they're not going to be able to like score big. And... Seahawks has dropped 48 points. I know the Lions defense has been bad, but still, Seahawks, uh, you know, I'll I'll take the point. This is a lot of points. That's a lot of points for a Saints team that's not good. So give me the points.
2: Yeah, I'll take the points on this, too. It's been weird that there have been some new quarterbacks entering the season. You go, oh, that quarterback stinks. They're they're not going anywhere. And the Seahawks are one of them. The Seahawks aren't going anywhere. But Geno's played sort of – he's exceeded expectations. Jacoby Brissett – from uh, the Browns has exceeded expectations. I think even like Marcus Mariota has played better than I think some people might have expected. I mean, not that these guys are playing all that. like They're playing like great football or whatever. But the, the, these teams like each have at least two wins, uh, which uh, you, may, you may not have expected heading into the season. But yeah, I'll take the Seahawks and the points against this Saints team that uh, J- James Winston, by the way, uh, you know, didn't play in London week four. Did not practice uh, on Wednesday, so that's not great for his potential to play week five. They might even be better off with Andy Dalton anyway, who actually played okay uh, in London against against the Vikings. Uh, Michael Thomas uh, did not play last week, did not practice on Wednesday either. I'm sure Saints fans are probably uh, annoyed with him at this point and his a uh, lack of durability. So, yeah, it's a team that uh, just, like you said, has a lot of injuries and is kind of playing crappy regardless.
1: Call your shot right now. Who do the Eagles draft with the Saints pick?
2: Um, hmm. okay. Let me get to that at the end of the, so no, at the, not end
1: of the episode. Will Anderson. Not we'll be tease high that one. For him. I mean, you I can. Can't I can't say Will Anderson. I don't okay. know. If, I don't think they're going to be that high. I think he's going to go higher but plenty of time to figure that out
2: i'll give you an answer okay. by the uh, end we'll, of the episode what are the titans In my final thoughts at the
1: commanders give me the titans i mean come on The commanders are they're just they're going nowhere fast people are like oh carson wentz doesn't have an offensive line i mean okay great like yes <laughs> it's never him. it's never him i mean is it true that the commander's offensive line is in great shape right now? No, it's not. I'm not going to lie. I'll say sit here and say it is. But also, he exacerbates it. Absolutely, makes it worse. Turns the ball over. The Titans for having a slow start. They've been pretty. I mean, they got they got housed by the Bills. But okay, Bills are one of the best teams in the league. Otherwise, they've been mm-hmm. pretty competitive. Like they they missed on a or they lost on a missed field goal in week one against the Giants. Um, they beat the Raiders it was close at the end. Um, They just beat the Colts. So I think the Titans are in the upswing a little bit. I think they're thought a little bit more lowly of than they should be. And the commanders, I just, what do you feel good about right now? What do you, okay, like Jahan Dotson is promising, but what does it amount to? Like, I, I just don't think they are any kind of, like, threat at all. So give me the Titans,
2: two and a half. Com- yeah, commanders are but that that's all that needs to be said about by, by the way when do they when do they bench right, him so. does he play uh, different question does he play in philly week 10 i don't think so i don't think so either
1: cuz there's going to be cause it's 70% of the snaps that he, the the pick that the commanders owe to the colts <laughs> goes to a second round pick instead of a third round pick that they owe to Indy. Right. and you know he's going to be coming up on that around like soon, right?
2: Like around that time. So yeah, seventy seventy percent. Uh, you know that'll be around like week, yeah, know, twelve, thirteen, somewhere in that area. But they're also so, yeah, they're going to want to pre- they're going to want to preserve that. And the the question is, are they going to be basically done by the time week ten rolls around? But also, is he still playing like crap? And I imagine he still will be because what's going to change there? He's not changing as a player. And I mean, it is a valid point that their offensive line is trash too. So like, he's not getting help there. He does have good receivers, but he's not playing well, and the O line isn't playing well, and that's not a good combo.
1: They're also just like in a big hole already, more so <laughs> yes. than maybe your typical one in three team in the sense that they've they've lost to both of the top threats in the division already. So that's you know tough. They can't mm-hmm. like win the tiebreaker. They're one in three overall. They also lost to the Lions. Uh, which is another NFC that goes against your NFC record when it comes to the wild card and could be a factor. You know, the lions could in theory, maybe be like a wild card team um, given how wide open the NFC is at least. So that's another thing working against them. Mm -hmm. You also have the common games thing working against them because the Eagles just already beat the lions and they also beat the Jags. I guess that doesn't matter because the commanders beat them, but the lions point still stands. Um, So, like, there's just so much working against Washington. They're actually, I don't know if you know this, they actually rank 16th in the NFC right now. Like, they're in terms of, like, the playoff picture due to all the tiebreakers and stuff because there are three other one and 3 teams. Um, But they lose out on all those tiebreakers, to my point. They're 0-3 in the conference. So, like, they're in, they're in a really big hole. And that's all the more reason why they're going to have to bench Wentz. They're not going to have – they could conceive, like, the Giants, especially if they win this week, we'll see but the Giants are probably, they might have a better record than the commanders at that point. So the commanders are going to have three teams ahead of them in their own division. <laughs> they're, they're going to be in a spot where uh, it's going to be hard, I think for them to talk themselves into like having hope. So it, it's, it should be an easy call to bench him. I feel like, I mean, our, our friends at Hogshaven are already calling for that to happen.
2: <laughs> yeah. They want either, I guess, Sam Howell or uh, Taylor Heineke. Taylor Heineke has no ceiling whatsoever. And they all know that. They all know that he's not any kind of long-term answer. And they're like, you know what? I'd still rather see him, (laughs) which is like, you know, that's not a good sign. Let me give you my long-term Carson Wentz Mm -hmm. uh, prediction. Okay. So uh, benched by week 10, cut after the season's over. And then he's going to – he's not going to retire. He's going to go to some other team. He's going to be a backup. And he's going to like rehab his – he doesn't uh, want to be a backup backup. somewhere. He's not going to have a choice. he it doesn't matter he's gonna, he's not going to have a choice i Sam don't Bradford think he, i don't think he's going to retire he just didn't sign so with I think anyone he's gonna...
1: he left he left the nfl he's he did gonna... <laughs> he could have signed with someone as a backup <laughs> true
2: okay right so right so he does he does have a choice he can either retire or he can be a backup somewhere and i think he hmm. won't retire so he's going to be a backup somewhere and it's going to be with a team with like you know no question about it i think he's going like a team like the chiefs i think uh makes sense for had vibes play behind mahomes Rebuild his image like behind Trubisky. the scenes. And then, and then some dumbass team will, right? It'll be exactly like Trubisky, where he went to Buffalo. He played behind Josh Allen, somehow rebuilt his image. And like a team paid him a decent amount of money to be their starter. Short term, of course, but he got benched very quickly, of course, in Pittsburgh. I think the same fate awaits Carson Wentz backup well, for like a team like the, the Chiefs. Gets another starting opportunity. How about like the Saints for 2024? He's their starter. The <laughs> long Saints. road prediction. I can <laughs> see.
1: Well, the Jets would make sense from a standpoint of Joe Douglas and uh, maybe the Vikings because they have. All uh, oh, right. they didn't, No, they didn't end up hiring. No. Okay. Never mind. Who am I thinking of? Who got? Oh, the, oh, the Giants. How about the Giants? No, probably not because. They had, they hired uh, Brandon Brown, but no, uh, I don't know. This is too much Carson Wentz talk. Let's move into Cowboys at Rams. <laughs> I mean, I, I this is lying okay. confusing to me. Why this are the Rams crazy. coming off a short week and who have the worst graded <laughs> offensive line in the NFL by pro football focus so far. And even if mm-hmm. you don't like PFF, like that's very anecdotally, like it, it's very clear they have offensive line issues. And by the way, their quarterback hasn't looked right yes. in conjunction with that. Why are they favored by five and a half at home where there will be a lot of Cowboys fans in that stadium? It's not like they have a great home field advantage as we mm-hmm. know it, at SoFi. So, like, this is this is like my lock of the week. Give me Cowboys five and a half. Maybe they don't win. Maybe somehow, like, Aaron Donald takes over and he forces Cooper Rush into some turnovers, but
2: it's gonna be a game. It's gonna be competitive. I have the Cowboys winning this game outright. I don't, I don't I know agree. how, like, you said, this, this. This line tells me that a lot of people are going to lose money on this game betting on the Cowboys. (laughs) Like In a weird way, I feel like the Cowboys for the last few weeks have actually been disrespected by oddsmakers, which is maybe the first time I've ever said that because they usually skew the line uh, because there are so many Cowboys fans out there who are delusional and will bet on the Cowboys that the, the line is usually skewed the other way. But they had a weird line against the Commanders. Which we both felt was an easy call to take the Cowboys. They had the the weird line against the Giants, where again both of us kind of felt like why why is this line so small? The Cowboys all the way in this one. And this is another one. You get five and a half points, they're better than the Rams. This is like crazy. The 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 Cowboys defense has been legit so far this season. You know, offense hasn't been able to move the ball that well, and obviously so because you know Dak Prescott got hurt or whatever. Uh, but their defense has been outstanding even without getting – I think they they only have like four takeaways so far this season. Uh, but they've been outstanding otherwise. And like you said, uh, the offensive line for the Rams is terrible. And Stafford doesn't look right. Like he had that elbow injury and he probably – like it, it, the talk about that has gone away to some degree. But the injury probably hasn't. So his receivers aren't good. Their offensive line isn't good. They're just not scoring. Defense is okay uh, but yeah, I'll take the I'll, I'll take the Cowboys all day, uh, with the five and a half. And again, like I said, I think they win outright, by the way, if they do win outright, that sets up like sort of a, probably the, the game oh, of the yeah. year so far in the NFL, uh, week six, which, you know, if the Cowboys do win, they will be four and one. And, and, uh, if we think the the Eagles win, they will be five and oh, huge game on Monday Night football in Philly,
1: huge game. And to your point earlier about resting players, um, you never want to overlook an opponent, but with the Eagles, you know, going up against a team that looks beatable. If you have a guy like whoever, Maddox or Milata, like who kind of looks like Iffy, just you just, just play it safe. You you have you're 4 0. Like you have mm-hmm. the, the the cushion to play it safe I think a little bit there and and have them hopefully potentially for the um very important Cowboys game that you mentioned, which I'm very excited to talk about that next week. But um we'll wrap up here with our Eagles five and a half point favorites on the road at the Cardinals, where again, they have not won since 2001. I will say, I guess I'll go first here. This has the makings of a trap game. These are like trap game conditions in the sense that it's a tough, it's a place you don't typically play well. It's a team that you could easily overlook. And in that vein, it was interesting that Jalen hurts like kind of ended up praising the Cardinals unprompted at the end of his (laughs) press conference
2: weird comment but by the like
1: way. you know yeah. i think there's some you know awareness there that uh are, are putting it on guard yeah. like we don't want to overlook this team that has not been
2: good clearly yeah oh that yeah maybe that's sort of that was maybe that was his maybe that was his way of kind of mes- messaging to his teammates don't overlook this team because you could because we just talked
1: about it there's a huge game next week this is like this is yeah. what a trap game looks like you know in terms of or if you want to call mm-hmm. it a look ahead game, you're you overlook this game. Just, those are the conditions. I'm not saying it will happen. I'm just saying the the conditions are ripe for that situation, which makes me a little bit nervous. I, I do think there is something to that um, worth monitoring. But at the end of the day, again, I I feel like I, I try to go down with my guys or I try to go down against the guys I don't believe in. And I, I never believed in Cliff, never believed in Kyler, especially without D hop. Uh, Cardinals defense has not been good Eagles offense has been great 400 yards of offense every week and they don't even need to pass the ball like they did last week to just to do that and if they do they are quite capable of doing that so I feel like Jalen Hurts and the passing Eagles passing offense they have a big game the wide receivers go off I could see each of the receivers having a touchdown Quez all the Batmans all the Batmans are going to get in the end zone that's my prediction this week Devontae (laughs) and A.J. Brown I think it's a big day for the Eagles offense and yeah, give me, it's the first time all year I'm taking the Eagles to cover, but give me, give me the five and a half. I'll, I'll give, I will give the points. Give, give me the Eagles five minus five and a half.
2: We should probably mention what you were talking about, by the way, with his comments at the end of John Hertz's, uh interview session today he like sort of admonished the media for not asking him about the Cardinals. And then he went on to praise how good the Cardinals defense is and what a good team they are and blah, 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 <laughs> which, uh, yeah, I'm sure if we ask him next week about, uh, what he saw on film and how they can exploit Dallas in one way or the we'll get a really insightful answer in return. But I think your point is probably right. I think it was more messaging to his teammates that, uh, Hey, don't overlook this team. Uh, they're, they're good. And you know, Let's, let's, let's talk about them a little bit more. Uh, so, yeah, I, I think, I think that's a, a good call by you on that. And yeah, I'll take the Eagles and I will lay the five and a half
1: shock Cardinals team all the same picks.
2: Yeah. it's Well, no, we didn't have the same pick on the Giants Packers, right? No, we did. I'm taking or the did points. You, oh, you took the points at the Giants. Yeah. Oh, all right. Uh, yeah. Well, I'm laying, I'm laying the five and a half uh, on the Eagles here. Uh, the Cardinals are just not a good team. Mm-hmm. Bad vibes across the board. Offense isn't good. Defense is good. The one concern that I have, which we should probably touch on real quick, is special yes. teams, because Jake Elliott. I mean, we talked about him maybe not playing. Carson uh, Cameron Dicker, excuse me, might have to, uh, you know, kick instead. Mm. Aaron Sipos hasn't been good. The return units haven't been good. They've avoided huge, um, they, like they've avoided catastrophe in two different occasions this year, where with the blocked field goal, Aaron Sipos was able to make the tackle, and then the muff punt that Britton Covey was able to you know gather and recover it, they can't afford like a, a catastrophic uh you know special teams mishap in this game there isn't anyone on this Cardinals team that you kind of look at and you go uh-oh like we did last week yeah. with Jamal Agnew for example but still like the, the Eagles special they're ranked 30th, yep. 30th i think in uh, special teams DVOA uh so yeah it's been a problem all year, and hopefully, for the Eagle's sake, it turns around uh but that would be one my, my one big concern and really in any game uh going forward, the rest of the year
1: Eagles are also thirtieth in p f f s grading the cardinals meanwhile are twenty first in p f f s grading for special teams, and then I believe twenty third yeah so they're not good either, like to your point they're not like you know a good special yeah. teams unit. And looking at the Cardinals injury report during this podcast, honestly gave me like even more confidence that the Eagles are going to win because they're banged. The Cardinals are banged up up front. I mean, they're, I don't know. They're going to miss all those guys, but they're yeah. probably, well, they're either banged up. So they're playing, you know, less considerably less than a hundred percent or um they might be missing some of them. Mm-hmm. So I just think I, I just don't see the, the path for the Cardinals victory is, is some kind of weird special teams thing. Maybe like you said, and the kicking game, Uh, ends up not being reliable but like i think i'm okay with that for the most part in terms of be aggressive anyway like go for it i don't need to i don't need to be settling for field goals you have have a really good offense go for it right uh and then uh Mm -hmm. maybe kyler just has like a total he just goes off like he's just running all over the place and for whatever reason they can't stop him we haven't really seen the eagles tested against the mobile mobile quarterback this year have we right Mm -hmm. golf
2: well they've had well trevor lawrence can run around a little bit but but yeah, been, what, yeah, Goff, Lawrence right, exactly.
1: And Kirk and Carson, yeah. So, no, so this is their their big test against Carson, a mobile yeah. quarterback. So, we'll see how that goes. Um, but that's about it. And then, other, otherwise, too, the Eagles just totally taking it for granted and you know, sleepwalking through. But it's the Cardinals who typically start slow. So, it's like, I don't even know if it's that, like, you mm-hmm. just get down early and then the crowd jumps on them and everything, and then they're panicking. And we saw that last week. So, on um, the Eagles have deserved, they did, they deserve the benefit of the doubt uh i, I wonder,
2: there could be a decent number of eagles fans there actually sure there now are. that i think about it
1: the eagles yeah. uh like i get why you might want to be like you know it's a long season it's too early to say super bowl and everything like i don't think it is and that, i'm not saying they're like a lot to get there but like no there's they've been such like a <laughs> a team without holes for the most part at least as much as you can be in the nfl this this far like the things you can, you know, we can point to are like nitpicks, like Kenny Gainwell's usage or the special teams. Like Eagles fans have every reason to feel mm-hmm. like really good. Like great. Like to, to not even almost like question things for the most part at this point in time. Can that change quickly? Yes. It's the NFL that can change very quickly, but for now, like enjoy it, like, you know, revel in it, ride the high. Uh So that's my stance on where things stand. Uh, any final
2: thoughts, Jimmy? Yes. I have my uh Eagles 2023. Ooh. First round pick from the Saints, yeah, and that is Penn Penn State mm. cornerback. Wow, Joey Porter Jr. You thought I was going to edge rusher, didn't you? Yeah, because they so will have a curveball there. <laughs> <laughs> they have to. I mean, they don't have yeah, they, to, but they kind of. Like, it's a strong edge rusher draft. It's also a, sw- a strong cornerback draft. But they can go. I think those are the two. It's a strong need. The two for main the positions that I think they will uh, try to attack because you know BG
1: is getting up there and Derek Burnett will be back under contract. He'll be back.
2: He's, he's on a contract for two years. Uh, Uh, (laughs) All right.
1: Anyway, uh, I don't think
2: I have a final thought to share. I got one more actually, as long as you're thinking about it, the chicken or the egg. Oh wow. In Marlton. Hmm. The sign is on the building now. I've been waiting for this place. It's been like super delayed and like, know, I guess free plug for them here. But, but like, it's been super delayed for them, like getting up. I don't know if, uh, if you're, if you've ever been to Long Beach Island, uh, for any substantial period of time at all, then, you know, chicken or the egg in Beach Haven, uh, but there's a chicken and the egg being opened in Marlton, New Jersey. Mm. And it's also going to be a bar too. Wow. And it's going to be like walkable for my house. I probably shouldn't go that far, but um, <laughs> Jeez, but I'm very much looking forward to that
1: opening. Maybe uh, someone, could, you know, you could watch the Eagles game there. I'm sure. Get a good, exactly. Get a good meal. Um, all right. Uh, we'll wrap it up here. No final thought for me this week, other than, you know, rate review, subscribe. We appreciate that. We'll try to read some of those soon where, Slacking on that front, I acknowledge. Um, also, you know, support our sponsors at right, uh, righteousfelon.com. Discount code BGN15 for 15% off your order. If you're looking to buy, sell, or rent a house, you want to contact Christian Roach of Roach and you can call or text her by reaching out to this phone number
2: 856 906
1: 9295. Follow us on Twitter at Brandon at Jimmy Kemsky, also on Instagram. Uh, you can check out at BGN underscore radio on Twitter for the podcast account at bleeding green for the uh, website's account and also where the DraftKings Kings uh, same game parlay will be posted on game day. So you, you can keep an eye out for that. Um, bleedingyournation.com is where you find my work. Phillyvoice.com is where Jimmy kemsky does his blogging at. We will be back with you earlier-ish, probably Tuesday or so next week when the Eagles might be 5-0. and which is a crazy thought. Um, but yeah, it'll be fun to talk about leading into Cowboys week. We don't talk about the Cowboys so much on that podcast clearly, but uh, still. We probably will. anyway. Uh, I'm sure we'll mention it, but uh, <laughs> next week's preview show. I'm very much looking forward to very and, For and sure. mixtape next yeah. week with RJ. Going to be a big one.
3: That's right.
2: All right. All right. Goodbye, everybody. Peace.